0: Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical
1: costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to
2: supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: The last 12 months has changed our lives in ways which we never expected. Welcome to Covid Lives, a podcast series that looks at Irish lives during this extraordinary time in history. My name is Gavin Dowd, and I'm going to be speaking to people who have unique and meaningful stories to share about their lives throughout the pandemic. Whether it involved looking out for others, starting something new, or just finding ways to remain positive amidst the doom and gloom. Brandon O'Connor is a 19-year-old with an extraordinary story. He founded Dublin Homeless Awareness, a group which provides food, medical supplies, and first responder services to those sleeping rough on the city's streets. He tells me about what spurred him to set up the organisation and how he feels that COVID has impacted homelessness in Dublin. This is COVID Lives, and this is Brandon's story.
2: My name is Brandon O'Connor. I'm from Donomade in uh, North Dublin, and I'm 19 years old.
1: Tell me about Dublin Homeless Awareness. When did you set that up?
2: So I set it up in transition year. Um, I forgot what year, it was four years going it this year and now coming up in October um, in transition year as part of a project for politics. When I set it up, uh, I didn't realise how big it expanded. Like so uh, I kind of just was a tester to see how it would go. Um, I remember the, the politics teacher saying to me, if I do something about it uh, kind of close to home, it would kind of help with the project. So I picked uh, homelessness and addiction because that's kind of ran in my family over the last couple of years. So uh, that was kind of close to home. So then I just kind of snowballed into events and kind of fundraising and backpacking and stuff like that. And then it was kind of it was named originally the Donny made sleepout, but then it was changed into the Dublin Homes Awareness uh, after six months. And then it just snowballed from there.
1: So you were fifteen or sixteen at the time when you set this up. Um, what were you doing initially? Were you you were fundraising mainly for homeless services?
2: So fundraising basically through the school, like uh, bake sales and stuff like that. And then we were passing the way the, the on like, to different organizations, like Simon Community, Focus R and stuff like that. Um, but then after a couple of, I think it was two months after we'd done an event, a sleep out in Donamide, the Lord Mayor invited us up uh, to the mansion house for basically like an appreciation night. Uh, so we went up and we kind of just got great recognition. We met other homeless groups up there as well. And we said we kind of keep pushing forward. And so we went to a couple of protests and stuff and then kind of did different events. And then it just kind of snowballed to what we're doing today. Like So we have three different teams today now. So we have a street team, the hand-out food and suppliers. Then we have a response team, which are all trained medics. Um, so they provide any medical attention that homeless people might need. And then there's a cycle response team. So they cycle around hand out, hand out to hand-out food the people down the canals and in parks and stuff. Uh, so the response team is only set up, I say, seven or eight months ago now. So that's kind of only recent, but that's that's kind of very... And um, that's that's the great team on the Dublin Homes Awareness now because they do a lot of great work. Um, but I didn't realise there would be a response team four years ago or there would be a street team, you know.
1: You've really grown it into something, Brandon. I think people will have seen you but may not have realised that they've seen you and your team in the South Williams Street area wearing the high-vis vests. Is that the response team?
2: Yeah, yeah. So basically... If you see, if you, if people see us on the South William Street area or Tampa Bar, um, but usually we're there because uh, we're doing a thing called Operation Safeguard. So basically that is to uh, make sure homeless people don't get attacked or assaulted or kind of harassed because we're seeing a lot of videos and TikToks being made of homeless people. So we're just there. People think we're keeping an eye on the people drinking, but we're not. We're just keeping an eye on the homeless people that pass through the crowds because it's so easy for someone to ask for a spare change and someone turn around and give them a dig or something like that, you know, or tell them to move on or something like that. So that's what we're keeping an eye on in them areas. Um, but if we're not doing that, then we're going around to the tents. Um, there's, there's hot spots around the city centre that we go and check on people. Um, and then other organisations would get on to us as well and say, there's a person that needs medical attention. For instance, a, a, a homeless charity got onto us today and said, a woman needs to go to hospital and she just refuses to go. Uh, so we have to go up tonight now and try to convince her to go to hospital. And are you seeing the same people regularly on your beat? Yeah, definitely the same people. But we're seeing a lot of new faces as well. Um, And a lot of people come up from the country to Dublin because they know the supports are here. Um, A lot of young people, a lot of young people nowadays just being kicked out over family issues and stuff. And then it's so easy to fall into addiction when you're on the street, you know, and alcoholism as well. So they're kind of falling into that. And then you kind of see the same person kind of deteriorate and deteriorate and deteriorate. And unfortunately, sometimes you just see them, you find them dead sometimes, you know, or you see, you hear their deaths. you go up to the guards and you say, oh, they see John around and they say, oh yeah, he passed away last week. So you see them and It's kind of very sad, you know, that you're trying to help and they're not taking the help off you. They just don't want help.
1: And Brandon, how does it make you feel if you're seeing the same faces regularly sleeping rough on the streets and maybe not able to get the help that they need?
2: Well, like, you, don't, you feel like there's kind of support the supports are there for them but they just need that kind of someone like a family member or something like that to kind of push them to give them that little nudge like to go in because to booking someone into a hostel is not good enough they won't go so that's why we kind of push it an extra mile and we'll walk them to the hostel to make sure they actually go in and um, like it's just them little small things that like will help and um, because like people have to help themselves at the end of the day we can only put the supports there and if they don't take them unfortunately there's nothing we can do.
1: And how do you think um, the situation has changed during the pandemic for Rough sleepers in Dublin?
2: Um, during the pandemic, um, there was obviously a lot of violence going on with teenagers and stuff in the city centre. So a lot of homeless people did avail of the beds. Um, but now there's kind of more people in the city centre. So uh, people are going in because they know, begging they'll get money. Um, like no problem on the weekends, be no problem like, making money on the weekends. Um, but they're, they feel more safe now in the city centre because they're... they're more people are more willing to sleep out but during the lockdown people are willing to go in and but I'd say people be more willing to go in during winter now uh, coming into the kind of winter months now that people will go in.
1: Of course having been in the city centre a good bit throughout the second lockdown throughout last winter it seemed as though there was more homelessness than there was ever before now I'm not sure if there actually was or if homelessness was just more visible because the rest of the city was so quiet that it would appear that there were more rough sleepers than there usually are. From your experience, do you think COVID has made the homeless situation in Dublin worse?
2: Yeah, yeah, like definitely. um, But definitely during the lockdown, then we've seen a lot of mental health. I think it was just more visible homelessness. um, Because like you could see a homeless person from the bottom of of O'Connell Street when you were at the top of of O'Connell Street. Or you could see someone from the bottom of one street to the other because there was no one on the streets. But I think it's just always more visible. There was a lot of mental health as well because people weren't be able to see each other or there wasn't people around. So it was kind of very isolating for people. So we were just dealing with mental health all the time, uh, sending people to hospital with mental health during the lockdown. Uh, but now we're we're not really seeing that much mental health. We're seeing more overdoses because if you think of it, there's more people in the city centre. It's more money for homeless people, more money for drugs. And then the more money for drugs, there's more overdoses, the more alcohol bought the more alcohol and drugs bought, the more assaults, you know, so it just leads spirals into different, different things, like, uh, so definitely when lockdown lifted, it was just like, it was like being dropped in Beirut, like, so it was just, like, everything was got over the radio, even though it was just instance after instance after instance, so even tonight now, would be flat out, Um, Taurus tonight is very busy, and Wednesday night is very busy, and Monday's not so busy, but um, uh, Wednesday Taurus is very busy, because everyone gets paid that day, so,
1: Well, your response team, I guess, are responding mostly to emergencies and very urgent issues. But your broader work is, I think, so important because isolation is a massive issue for those sleeping rough on the streets. And just to have a connection to somebody else and for somebody to come up to them and have a chat and check that they're okay and see if they need any help, that social connection is so important because, sadly many people on the street can be ignored and somewhat forgotten about.
2: Yeah, definitely. And definitely, it's good that our our organisation has connections now with Dublin City Council as well. So we can ring up and try to get people uh, into couples' beds and stuff because it's very hard to get couples' beds uh, during the night time, like in during the evening. So we could ring up the next day and then we could um, try to get people into couples' beds or change the, the different hostels because I know people are saying, oh, I don't like the hostel, or I get bullied in that one. So we can actually make a difference and say to them to "We're can you change them? And they will change them. Because um, there's a lot of people that will just give out a sleeping bag or a cup of tea and walk away. But we're willing to stay for that extra 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes to sit there and talk with them and find out what their problems are and see how we can kind of solve them.
1: I just want to remind those listening that you are 19 years old. This is quite extraordinary that you've set up this organisation and grown it to what it is today. And to put it plainly, a lot of 19-year-olds throughout the lockdown were sitting there in their bedrooms watching Netflix and you were going out onto Dublin streets night after night to help those most in need. Could you tell me about your personal connection to the issue of homelessness and what spurred you to set this organisation up?
2: When I was younger, so my mother was a and homeless uh, when I was younger. So it was kind of just always in the back of my mind to try to help people. Um, she was in a stable position then, and then I'd I tell you about a month ago, a month and a half ago, um, she went missing for a couple of days. So basically went uh, kind of on the hunt for her, as you can say, and found her sleeping rough in a car where she used to live. Um, that was kind of very harrowing like, to find your own mother. It was different finding someone that you know, uh, other than finding someone that you don't know. Um, so basically, had to put a bit of appeal on the page and stuff, uh, got connections with WC Council and she's basically back stable now and um, in a hostel and stuff uh the fear there was for her falling back into addiction if she was to sleep rough on the streets but I know I know myself that she wouldn't she wouldn't sleep rough in the city centre you know she'd be too scared to sleep rough in the city centre but thank god she's back in a stable position now and um, but that was kind of the background and the motive I think that's why there's so so much motivation in me to help other people
1: I'm glad to hear that she's back in a stable position Brandon. I think people might be listening and thinking you're 19 years old this is a loss to take on as a 19 year old. I mean I know you're particularly passionate about your cause but how do you think that going out onto Dublin streets and seeing people in very very difficult situations affects your own mental health?
2: Yeah definitely it's take a toll on mental health even like yeah, we, we all kind of look for, out for each other, definitely on the response team. The street team kind of, we don't really see that much because they finish up at 10 o'clock, like we could be on to two or three in the morning. The response team is very close and we're always looking out for each other, signs of kind of uh, anxiety, depression or kind of suicide within each other because we are seeing the most vulnerable people in the city. Um, so we are all, all looking out for each other and we all sit down and talk to each other after kind of an incident if it's very serious to kind of debrief that incident. Um, but yeah, it'd be definitely very daunting to see the same person. Like uh, like I'm seeing the same people that I would I'd see four years ago when I started. Like so um like literally there was when we done the sleep out in Donna there was a home there was I think there was three homeless people in Donna and one of the homeless fellas slept out with us at the sleep out and I seen him last night actually sleep a rough on Henry Street. So there he is four years on the streets and like that's evidence of it. Like I've seen him for four years.
1: I'd imagine it can be difficult to keep the morale up if you're not seeing people situations improve necessarily.
2: But tell me, are you going to be out on the streets tonight? Yeah, tonight, yeah. So I'll we'll be out from like last night now we were we started at half six. We're out to four in the morning. I think it was half three actually. We finished that. Uh so it's tour set now, so we could be out to five or six. So I don't know what time we'll finish. That. It depends how many incidents come in. Um but definitely after nine o'clock it kind of that's when it kinda of all kicks off because uh, people are trying to rush to get into hostels and stuff like that
1: so you've got quite a busy night ahead of you
2: yeah busy night ahead of us um and then this we have to kind of there's so much kind of background work that needs to be done as well to make sure all the response team are trained all the vests are kitted up and uh, we have food for the night for the street team uh all sorts of different things that need to be doing in the background which all the volunteers do which is amazing so it's good to have a, a good team behind us as well to can back the organization up.
1: People will be listening to this and wondering, how can I help? Is there a way people can volunteer or donate food or medical supplies or, or money?
2: So basically, we have the GoFundMe set up um, at the moment. So if you basically go into GoFundMe and uh, put in double homeless awareness, the GoFundMe will come up. Uh, but what we be appealing for people to do would be kind of to uh, text the, the Instagram page or Facebook page and either pick up a few medical supplies or pick up a uh, few snacks kind of food and then uh we can come and collect them off you we can meet you in the city centre take them off you. Um we like kind of dealing with kind of donations like if people go out and buy them then donate them. It's much easier for us. Um and then the volunteer wise uh there's a waiting list for volunteering. So there's I think there's two hundred and fifty on the for the response team and then there's about sixty for the street team. So there is a a waiting list for to get to volunteer but we'd appeal for people to put their name on the waiting list because People do drop out and people do say they volunteer and they won't turn up and stuff like that. So there are spots coming up soon, especially the Christmas.
1: Okay, the message has been sent out. The GoFundMe is active and you can be contacted on Instagram as well, on the Dublin Homeless Awareness Instagram. I guess, Brandon, your work doesn't stop until the problem of homelessness stops in Dublin. But do you have any plans for the future for your organisation?
2: The short-term goals would be to get registered as a charity so we have charity status we can go to businesses and get sponsors and stuff like that um, hopefully get a van or car up on the road because there's a lot of people sleeping rough outside the city centre that we need to get to um, and then we're, we're kind of making sure uh, we're doing appeals for Halloween because there's a lot of um, violence towards homeless people around Halloween and then Christmas as well uh, getting all that kind of food and stuff in for Christmas and then winter as well obviously getting sleeping bags and tents to keep people warm um, but I'd like to see more kind of winter beds being brought in for homeless people um, because I I don't think there's going to be any change uh, for the beds at the moment coming into winter
1: and just a reminder that you can donate via the GoFundMe page and you can contact Brandon through the Dublin Homeless Awareness Instagram page. Thanks for listening to Covid Lives. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. Talk to you soon